This week, we're discussing the developer direct from Xbox. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who is being mind-controlled by Xbox's energy-saving tactics. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, are you with me? Are you there, buddy? Is everything okay? Blink twice if Xbox is holding you and your beliefs hostage. You couldn't see it, but I blinked twice. (laughs) Here's my thought. Please. <laughs> and you, <laughs> I emailed you about this earlier because I've been kind of marinating on this overnight. You emailed me? And did I just say I emailed you? <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. You and I talked about this earlier because I asked if I could borrow the GGBG email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's because I have plans. Mm-hmm. And the plans entail us getting a conversation mm-hmm. with um, a large media group. Uh-huh. So one of two things is going to happen. I guess two of two things could happen. Um, I'm going to send an email to a particular news company and um, try to get us a special guest on our podcast. Or I'm at least going to hopefully have a hilarious email and response to said media company. Checks all boxes. Yeah. So um, I do need to just get on my soapbox and scream for a couple of minutes. Oh, about by all this. means. So you're referring to Fox News um, basically saying that. Uh, Bill Gates is trying to um, get kids with the political mind virus of climate change. Yes. Which is, as we all know, just exactly what I said, a mind virus made up by liberal media um, for... I I guess some reason. There there have been zero signs uh, just within my lifetime, zero signs of potential climate change. Nothing out of the yeah. ordinary going on here. No, 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 no. And uh, definitely nothing called out in um, the song That Funny Feeling by uh, Bo Burnham. Don't get me started on global warming. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Get your Al Gore attitude and get out of here. You know what I hate real quick? Just to interject. So I, I people do, who do deny climate change. <laughs> yes, I me too. I hate I hate the term global warming, um, because I don't think it's like, uh, I think climate change just does a better job, you know, uh, because my I jokingly will say, uh, why is it so cold <laughs> if if it's global warming, um, and I hate it because as like recently. Uh, when those string of like terrible winter storms hit, that became like people's actual takes, and I was just like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like I can't even like 
I can't even jokingly say it without just now feeling like gross and like just like a fucking idiot. Because uh, I, I do think legitimately like if you call it global warming, it allows people to try and make that argument. So that's why I'm I'm always like, you know, what, let's just call it climate change. <laughs> I always laugh because the historical reason why it moved from being called global warming to climate change is because of people who were like, yes. oh, well, if it's global warming, why is it, why are we getting uh, Arctic air and it causing it to be <laughs> negative 13 in the Northeast? Right. And, you know, you just kind of have to, all, all of us um, extremist Antifa uh, far left libs uh, <laughs> have to be, have to slap our forehead and be like, <laughs> global warming doesn't insinuate that the weather is going to be warmer it's that the average temperature is going to be warmer and that means that we're going to see climates that we don't usually see mm -hmm. and you get hit with more extremes it's it's so funny because i was born in upstate new york and i've spent a lot of my time in upstate new york and like when i was a kid we used to get snowstorms that could pretty much bury us and I live in upstate New York again, and it's pretty much February, and I think the, the biggest snowstorm we've gotten was like four inches, which is nothing. Right. And you can still get a snowstorm that'll bury you, but you definitely get a lot less. Yeah, and you never see it coming now. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's an, like, hour oh, before, an hour before the storm. There's a meteorologist randomly popping up everywhere yelling, there's snow coming. I mean, it literally is like the roads aren't salted. Not, <laughs> people should not be dying in Buffalo, New York. Right. Like snow is not a new thing there. Right. And yet people are because the weather is just changing so rapidly. Welcome to that. the Good Weather, Bad Weather podcast. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I took a meteorology course my last semester in my undergrad. So I took a weather and climate course my freshman year and uh the only thing i took away from it was if it's if it's cloudy if it's cloudy at night the temperature stays warmer anyway interesting <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> so we were talking about video games or something <laughs> yeah we were. So I didn't actually get my soapbox moment. I know, because I interjected. Please go off. Yeah. No, you're good. Fox News is trying to say that we're pulling kids into climate change politics. But Xbox is very big on parental controls. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you think that your child is going into the settings and, and to the energy saver settings and being like, you know what? I do want to get another COVID vaccine. <laughs> like they don't fucking care. And it's not like Xbox is saying like, it's not like they're having pop-ups on their home screen that says, Hey kids. You love <laughs> it's your clippy. Planet? It's fucking clippy. <laughs> yeah. I see your current Xbox <laughs> settings. <laughs> I've just flooded another island in the Pacific. <laughs> Would you like help to fix that? 
Oh my god. That's the great thing. Like you know it'll it'll the update will happen, right? And then it'll it'll be a pop up. It's not even an update. Oh. This isn't Xbox. like a setting that they're turning on. It's always been there. So, yes and no. You have since the Xbox 1, like not not from the launch of Xbox 1, but towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. I will say this, since I've had my Xbox One X, this has been an option. Uh-huh. But you can choose to have like a quick start mode, which uses more energy because it's basically just putting your Xbox in a sleep mode, updates still run, you know, whatever. You, you, you turn your Xbox on, turns on in two seconds, and everything's good to go. Or you can do a full shutdown, which does exactly what it says, completely powers it down, no connection to internet, takes, you know, 30 to 45 seconds to turn on, and none of your applications are updated. Like that's been an option for a long time. The and, and and for the most part, like that's not really changing. That's been there, and that is the most significant option that you have. The from what I understand, the new option is in off hours, and I think you can constitute that. Or um they initially said that it might depend on like energy grid draw in your area. Mm-hmm. It will completely shut down your Xbox and prevent it from doing updates and such. Like when you're like during a period where they know you're not going to be using your Xbox and then it will kick back on to do updates and then like shut off again. And then during times when you regularly play your Xbox, it'll be in quick start mode. So you can just go straight in. It's like for the user, it's really not that significant. Mm -hmm. But then there's been this whole like, you know, as as it of course needs to be on either side, the, the, the climate change polarization, but like, Energy bills are also uh, that's what... massively fucking high right now. So why would you not want a computerized system to optimize how much energy it's using? Right. That's what I was gonna say. Like, wh- <laughs> like who care? Like who cares about the the climate change talking point? It's saving you money, right? Like, <laughs> like that's that's more so. Like I think the thing to try and like take away from it if you want to try and be like individualistic about it so i guess the talking point is (laughs) go ahead i mean the added benefit is like it is harming the environment less which you know from you know being called a conservative you'd think you'd want to conserve the world you live in a little fucking more (laughs) i just think that's so funny that like no we have to go on the attack about something that we don't like but it's just like so you, so you, it's the whole like I'm gonna pay more money to own the libs, <laughs> like I'm gonna pay more for my energy bill just to own the libs. It's yeah, it's like the people like in New York State where I live, they want to outlaw gas stoves, gas appliances, mm-hmm. and like for me, <laughs> I live in upstate New York, so whatever isn't electric is propane and propane is very expensive. Mm-hmm. I would say I probably pay around $400 a month during the winter for propane. True. And you see these fucking idiots 
saying like on the internet turning their gas stoves on just for no reason right wow and it's like okay you really want to spend seven hundred dollars in a month just to own the libs like you got them (laughs) you fucking idiots yeah i mean they turn it on for one a one second video clip and say yeah i'm leaving it running all day and then they immediately turn it off and then don't use it again until they cook their food or do a normal person thing but yeah, but you understand that their followers are like, yeah, fuck them, and yeah. they're turning and then they their do gas it. burners on all day. Yep. And... Give themselves carbon carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You know what? At that point, fucking do it and kill yourself. <laughs> this really isn't the good politics, bad politics pod, pad, blah, 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 podcast. But what games did you play this week? <laughs> I think I need a cigarette before we move on. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, as we all know, since we last recorded, Stadia died. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stayed up until the very end. I live on the East Coast, so that was, they, they said, 2.59 a.m. Eastern Time, 11.59 Pacific. And I... Was like trying to figure out what to play. I started, um, I think it's called, it's either Foreclosed or Foreclosure. I don't know if you, if you've seen that game. Um, it's kind of like a cool, like it switches perspectives between like regular, like two and a half D to like comic 2D to mm-hmm. first person. Okay. Um, I started playing that. But that game was honestly pretty difficult. They said, like, if you rip through it, that game takes, like, three and a half hours. And at this point, it was, like, midnight by the time I I started that game. And I told myself, like, I'd probably want to actually, like, play this game and enjoy it at some point. And I tried to rip through it, so I stopped it. And played Welcome to Elk, which was a free game on Stadia Pro that I'd always been intrigued by but never played. And it said online that game takes about three hours to complete. And I ripped through it. I think I beat it in like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. And I had on a computer next to me the like web page up for it that shows you your progress. Because it'll tell you like how your percentage of completion throughout the game. Mm hmm. And there was no trophies in this game. So it was purely like, that's how far you are in the game. Well, I got to, it was like 2.50 a.m. And it said I was 97% of the way through the game. Oh, my God. And I was like, if I don't beat this game, I'm going to go nuts. Um. And I I got to a point where it was like a final walkthrough and you have to like talk to everybody in the town. And I guess you don't have to, like you could walk by them, but that game is just all dialogue. Like that is the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, if I, if I don't talk to them, I'm basically not beating the game. So I did that. And then it goes into like a cutscene, And it was like. 258. And the credits finally rolled. 
and it said I had a hundred percent on the Stadia website. And I was like, Phew. "That's wild." But, but uh, so I, I started and finished a game in my final three hours of Stadia. Uh and welcome to Elk. I think it's on pretty much everything. If you need just like a really weird fucking game that you can beat in a night. It's it's really interesting. I would recommend it. It is. I think I texted you this. It is the weirdest game I think I've ever played. Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> it was it was it was so strange, but it was good. Nonetheless, glad I beat it. That was my last um, official like completion on Stadia. Um, before I played that, Justine and I were playing for a bit. Um centipede recharged uh-huh. which is like the old atari game centipede and we ended up playing a shit ton of that game and really enjoying it justine had to go to bed early so we didn't get to beat it but we ended up buying it on switch because it was on sale so her and i played that that was the last game her and i played together and then from like 259 I was like, I just kind of like left Welcome to Elk open to like let the credits roll, expecting the server to shut off like pretty quickly after 259. Mm-hmm. It was like 3.05 a.m., I think. And they still didn't shut the server off. So like, okay, well, I'm going to play Worm Game, I guess, which is like the game they released a couple of weeks ago. It was their internal testing game. I was like, this seems like an appropriate way to... To end it and i was on the second to last level and i almost beat it um couldn't quite get there i was getting tired so I was, and it was 322 or something like that or 323 i was like i'm just gonna throw the credits on for the for worm game because it's like the whole stadia team right yeah i'm just gonna throw that on and uh you know, hopefully, hopefully, I, I I don't mean hopefully like I wanted it to end, but I was tired. Yeah, I would get up at six a.m. the next morning. I was like, maybe it'll, you know, we'll be done, and uh, let the credits roll. Rolled for about a minute, and it still hadn't ended. So I got up, I was like, I really need to go to the bathroom. Stood up to go to the bathroom, and it froze and forced quit the game, and that was it. That's wild. It was a very strange feeling. It was. It literally felt like waiting for something to die. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And the fact that like you like were able to like beat a game up against the the clock is sick. And it was like it was the perfect game to play too because it was about like without giving too much away in case anyone decides to play. I think it's from like 2018 or 2019. It's not a new game, but very much so about like death and goodbyes and stuff. It was very fitting. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's awesome. And and a huge feat to stay up till 3 a.m. I was, it got to like 1 a.m. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> But I honestly, I got really trapped in this Welcome to Elk game. And I was like, you know, how often do you get the opportunity to like 
be on a platform until it dies. Like other than like individual games that have like aged, like right. the original Destiny, like that have run their course. Like, um, yeah, I that's I have not stayed up that late playing video games probably since either early college or high school. Yeah, I was gonna say since the last time we stayed up late playing video games, it honestly might have been. Like we, I, my roommate and I in college stayed up late playing video games, but it was never like three a.m. because we're usually drinking and passed out. By <laughs> yeah, <one>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. So now I got to figure out what else to play. Um. After after Stadia died, I had to travel, so I haven't I haven't really been home. Uh, today I had a little bit of time, so I just did like a side mission in Cyberpunk because I realized I still haven't 100% of that yet. Nice. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what to do about high on life. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, newsflash: Justin Roiland is uh, all over that game, and not a good person yeah it that that is honestly probably enough to turn me off from it yeah it's fair um, i i haven't really i haven't played it since like i was kind of getting in this like the stadia wind down um and that was i was going to immediate my or my original plan was to go immediately back into that but uh I might put that on the back burner for a while to see until like seeing how things play out. I imagine I probably won't come back to it. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, that was my week in gaming and now I need to figure out the rest of my rest of my life in gaming. I'm getting all (laughs) sorts of emails now like I've got either a month or two free of like the mid-tier uh nvidia geforce now service that they sent they like sent it to all i think i technically get it from ubisoft okay um tempted to try that that's nice because um i have like a chromecast with google tv on our main tv which is how we mostly played stadia so it's like built into that uh-huh. And they have a GeForce Now app, so I might try that out. Their service kind of sucks, though. To be honest, like it feels like the very old cloud streaming services, where it's like you basically are just on a remote desktop, and the mid tier is like a thirty or twenty eighty or something like that, and like eight games of RAM, and normally that's ten dollars a month, which is how much I was paying for Stadia. And you can pay 20 bucks a month and you get like a 4080 machine. I don't know. You get any also, I don't, as far as I know, you don't get anything with that. Like you don't get any included games. It's basically like whatever you own on PC platforms. Uh huh. So like, luckily I got all of my Ubisoft games that I bought on Stadia. I now have them on Uplay. So like I could play those on GeForce now. But like that's it. I'm never gonna buy any games for it. Right. 
So, but I'm going to try it. Like now's a good time to demo it. And uh, I think I can also get like two free months of Amazon Luna. Um, which like I'm more intrigued by that platform, but I think I have to play it on a computer. Like there's no like TV apps unless you have a fire stick, which I'm not at all in the Amazon ecosystem except for using Amazon. So we'll see. I mean, I'm at the end of the day, Xbox is kind of going to be the main cloud streaming platform I use, and I probably won't pay for another one, but it's a good opportunity to try other ones out. Sure, yeah. Anyway, tell me what you played this week. I had a pretty boring week. I just played some Vice City. Um, It's been fun. Frustrating as all hell. I mean, like, you know how, like, the NPCs in GTA 5 are just, like, dickheads sometimes when you're driving and they just randomly sideswipe you and spin you out and you're like what was that for um traffic that's why yeah well vice city let me tell you cars love to randomly just sideswipe you cut you off and the game doesn't have like the cars don't like roll over so like if you flip your car and you land perfectly on like your roof and like like you have like a window to try and like push the momentum and like get it right right side up but like if you're on your roof it's already over and <laughs> um obviously i'm gonna try and platinum it uh and there's well, there trophies on that yeah yeah because yeah, it's the definitive edition uh so yeah. it's like uh, you know a part of like the trilogy um what three san andreas and vice city i think were the three right that got i believe so yeah it it plays well uh for i mean for being a ps2 game right and like it it's just like you know very much like the from like that time cuz like the driving itself like isn't very good either it's not terrible honestly like i expected it to be way worse i'm assuming that might have been like upgraded like slightly and like made a little bit better uh but yeah so anyway there's a there's a trophy for like if you get into a cop car or if you get into an ambulance or a fire truck or a taxi, any of those four specific vehicles you can do, it's called like side work or something like that. And like specifically in like, so like a taxi, you're just dropping people off, but like in the ambulance, you need to go and pick up people and then drive them back to the hospital. And like each level is an additional person so like level one is you need to go pick up one person level two two people so on and so forth and you can only fit three people in an ambulance so like the trophy is to get to level 12 so you have to do four filled trips and like there's a time limit and each person you pick up like adds time back but the ambulance its weight is so goddamn terrible that I think I got to level nine like three or four times last night and my eyes were burning because I was not blinking at all. And I got to like level nine and then like I'd be on my way back to the the hospital and like a car would quickly jerk in front of me and I would try to avoid it because uh, the other thing about this game is that if you take a lot of damage in your car, you will blow up very easily. Uh, and so... Uh, I tried to like avoid it and it flipped and <laughs> I like pulled up like the 
like i was trying to quickly do a rage quit like i pulled up like the uh, quick menu and i like had it had the the cursor on like turn off console and then i realized that this game has weird auto saving so i needed to make sure i did a manual save so i couldn't even have the satisfaction of rage quitting the game um but nonetheless it has been fun um it's just like it's also great because I've recently been playing GTA five. So like going back and playing a game that um, is three generations old now at this point is kind of crazy. Um, and it's, it's fun and I'm enjoying it. So I'll probably have that wrapped up by next week. I'm thinking. Here's my main question. Mm-hmm. So I tried to play, I don't remember where it was. I don't, and it wasn't like a remaster remake or anything. Oh, wait, hold on. One of them was on Game Pass for. I think it was San Andreas. Okay. I did, I did start playing that, and that was fine. Um, with Vice City, does it let you use the right stick to like change your camera perspective? Like to like turn the camera and stuff yeah yeah okay i i had this question in my head and then i forgot that i'd played san andreas like two years ago now or whenever that came out <laughs> but that's my biggest issue with playing ps2 era games is the mechanic is generally like where your character facing is where you're facing and you can't like use the right stick to adjust mm-hmm. anyway moot point answered my own question <laughs> yeah no it again it like it feels modern for the most part um outside of like again like the small things where it's like if you crash your car too much it will just like blow up which doesn't happen in gta 5 like you have to like land perfectly after trying to do a jump land perfectly on like the engine and it'll explode um but if you just drive into a wall over and over again maybe eventually in gta 5 but like i feel like you have a lot of leeway there um yeah it's kind of like you said there's like a sweet spot yeah uh so like but outside of that like and then obviously visuals like if anything i think the visuals kind of look like dog shit um because it like smoothed everything out and i i feel like i I don't have it for ps2 so like i can't pop it in and like actually run them side by side but like i'm kind of curious i feel like like playing it on ps2 i you know graphics are amazing nowadays but so i'm not saying that you wouldn't still look at it and be like uh but like playing it you'd be like yeah but it's a ps2 and like all of it looks like ps2 it's just so clear and clean at at points but the characters themselves look like dog shit like they don't even look like anything you know what i mean yeah it's just like that's that's the one thing that's like a little weird but overall it's enjoyable it's fun and it's great that like you know it gives people the opportunity to like play those games i mean i know they had like the um i don't even think they were remasters but like you could just get them to do like the originals like digitally but i don't know makes it maybe a little bit more bearable right so it's mostly that i did also uh have the opportunity to try out vampire survivors this past weekend oh, how was um, that phenomenal Oh my god, really? dude. It's literally such a me game. Like I really would appreciate if it could come out for PlayStation because I was playing it 
I was over at my buddy's and he has a Series X and Game Pass. And so, he, uh, yeah, like we were just looking at the games and stuff. And uh, he was like, oh, Vampire Survivors, like we should try it. And so like we were like just like doing the thing where like uh, he, Shelby and I were like passing the controller, basically. Like we each do like a run. And um, it was so sad. Like achievements were popping every two seconds. It was so satisfying. Oh. I was like, I need that in my life. It's fun though. Like literally, it's it's so mindless. You literally just move around and kite like the the vampires around you, and like you don't have to like press anything else to shoot at them or anything. You literally just move um and then select upgrades and stuff like that it's just like it's so satisfying though uh very sounds yeah amazing it's very easy to just like kind of like get lost in a run and then like i'm not saying it's like you know completely game changing or anything because again it is literally just one control that's it but uh there's something about that simplicity though that's just so satisfying and makes it so mindless so easy to just sink sync you know time into and then excuse me when you like finish a run or when you die like you know throughout the run you get like uh coins and stuff like that and so then you can use those for upgrades that like boost your like health uh so that when you go back in you you start with like higher health um so it's it's cool um very neat game definitely recommend if you have if you have game pass it's free on there um and i believe it's only like five bucks on pc that was for the the listeners mike not you hey <laughs> maybe i am a listener i i mean i guess in this moment you are listening to me so i am <laughs> and i generally do all right but that's it for me that was it for my week in games so oh i also got the platinum and overcooked too or overcooked all you can eat Okay, now oh, really? that's it. That's it now. Yeah. Shelby and I had been streaming that. Um basically we just needed to go through like the DLCs. We really only needed to play the first level on each DLC. Um and so we were like going through those and it's just such a fun game. I love Overcooked. Uh Okay, now that's it. Let's talk about Xbox more <laughs> than we already have. Um, today, as of recording this, they had their developer direct where they showed off some news for a couple of their, uh, bigger games coming out this year. And, uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was like, just like timed well. It felt like every game got like enough time to, to kind of showcase what's going on. The entire thing was like 45 minutes. Um, so at the same time, it was, I feel like, kept relatively short. Um, but yeah, I thought it was well done. And uh, what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I thought the presentation was really nice. Um, you know, it was cool, modern, whatever. They stuck to their word of no like post but they were still talking from the developers um i thought it was really well done and from what i've seen online uh it was it was really well received 
I would say me personally, I think actually Jeff Keeley did like a Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. So uh, did so did the Good Game Bad Game podcast Twitter. Is that right? That uh, is right. Look at that! I'm gonna <laughs> give it the same rating right now. And uh, it, uh, oh, there's four votes. Wow. And uh, and there's one for each rating. Oh. <laughs> interesting yeah so i will say i gave it a b um and i'm the the sole b vote as of this moment so you know our our uh poll is mixed um i and honestly i teetered between like a b and a c because it really was not for me Right, like um, the game specifically shown. Right. I gotcha. Uh, but I still thought it was good. Uh, so I'm going to kind of just go through my notes that I had. Do you want to just go game by game and kind of say our thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go in the order that they had them. So first up was Minecraft Legends. Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought it was... I thought it was interesting. It's I certainly a game that I think I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I wrote down that was really, really cool was that the PVP maps are randomly generated yeah. every game, yes. like in Minecraft. And that is just nuts to me. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, I didn't have any other notes. Like, I'll try it. I probably won't play a ton of it, but the technology is cool. Yeah, I I kind of have like the same feeling. Like, I looked at it and because when they first announced it too, I was just like, all right, like dungeons had me right. I I still really want. I haven't played it yet, but like I still re- really want to play Minecraft. Right? Dungeons was the like the spinoff that yeah. got made like a year or two ago at this point. Now I think. Yeah, and a uh, friend of the podcast, London, told me it was very good. Yeah, and, you know, I think with both that one and, and honestly, Minecraft in general, like, definitely for me seems like something that I need to play with somebody else. Um, but nonetheless, um, I do want to play Dungeons eventually, and I thought that looked good. This one, like, definitely seemed a little lower for me, but again, like, conceptually, looks very interesting. And the, P- and the PvP seems so fucking cool that i think like back to you know when we had our group that would game regularly how fucking awesome would it have been if they had this like pvp aspect um in 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 a minecraft game right like where we could just like this well it was like six of us right like we could have done like you know if you have the custom ability to do custom games or private games where it would have been like 3v3 or something it would have been mm-hmm. so much fun. We would have we would have been playing that nonstop, I'm sure. But or even doing like all of us against a random group. Or people. that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, I think about it, I'm like, well, who the fuck am I going to play this game with? That I would be able to like get right. into PvP. Well, like we Xbox. Right. So like you and I, but then that's just two of us. And like I think back to when we played Siege, and it's like two of us in a team of five. It's like. 
it's great that you and I can like work together and like know that we ha- we can depend on each other to like do call outs and stuff like that. But like you can get a real crapshoot of like other people. So PVP just in general is always such a hard sell for me. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, the PVE still seems like something that might be cool um, in this. But yeah, I'm I'm relatively like mid on it. Um. That's all. Yeah, that's all I really have for it. Um, everything that they're working on seems very cool, though, um, and that's exciting. And that comes out April eighteenth. Yeah, which is, I mean, I haven't really paid a ton of attention to it, but like, didn't expect that to see. Didn't expect to see that come out early in the year. Right. Um, next up was Forza Motorsport. I thought this was a really cool technical deep dive on the game. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they have 500 vehicles and they modeled like damage and uh, like wear on each car specific to like the paneling of it was just nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked about the sound design as well. And just that's all that's honestly the all i have to say about it is the level of detail is going to be insane mm-hmm. um i think out of most of the games i think out of all of the games that i've seen this is the one that's getting the most backlash really online. well it's about the release date because they they just said it was coming in 2023 i think i saw jeff Keighley confirm that it would be before what'd he say he said before uh, either by end of summer or before i thought he sent i thought he posted something he posted like all the release dates i thought for all of the games yeah yeah, yeah here we go before end of june forza motorsport is expected to release so like, why are people getting mad? I don't know. I guess probably because they only said 2023 during the direct. Okay. But well, I don't know. But also, like, that's this year. Like, so. Yeah, which is the, the targeted deadline. Right. They're still going to hit their every four-year deadline or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm honestly upset because, like, I still haven't beaten Forza Horizon and... You know, we're coming up on a new game. <laughs> like, right. yeah, two totally different games, and you could play them both at the same time and still be pretty satisfied. But yeah, it's, the, it's just wild. It, it's crazy when so they started showing it, and of course, immediately my eyes were just like, "This looks too good." I literally put the in my notes, "Looks too good should be illegal." Um, mm-hmm. To your point, like the attention to detail is ridiculous and i think i i think there is just something so sexy about showcasing what these consoles can do by just making sleek and and you know expensive cars go fast and look as good as possible gran turismo does it on playstation forza does it on xbox love it i love it um the thing that called out to me, like, again, this this falls into, like, their attention to detail about all this stuff. But when they were talking about the dynamic aspects of 
the racing conditions changing yeah. lap to lap. I that is wild. The fact that like no two laps will have like the same like it could start raining and like from the sounds of it like it could be drizzling right and it could turn into like a downpour by the time you're finishing up the second lap um or or go the opposite way like it, it may start drizzling but it maybe it clears up but like the track will still be wet like that's nuts that reminds me of like when mlb the show finally added the fact that like oh when you play a game of baseball the time changes uh oftentimes right. you can start a game in the early afternoon and it could be dark by the <laughs> by the end of the game like and and when they added that attention to detail in it goes unnoticed now but like Think about how weird it would be if you started a game and it's like one light setting for the entire nine innings. That's unrealistic. It's dumb. Makes no sense. The shadows now change. That attention to detail is what it makes helps make these games like so much more immersive. And I think the whole like dynamic aspects of conditions and stuff changing throughout the race is awesome. That is such an awesome idea. Yeah, and I think this is like a good representation of like the current generation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the big thing about this generation is load times, and now it's starting to progress into like rendering times. And we look at Minecraft Legends, and not that like seeding is anything new. Like, obviously, we've seen that with minecraft since the beginning but right to make it a, a a pvp environment where you have multiple people getting this random seed like that's that's pretty astounding the fact that on the fly race conditions can change and it's not preloaded, like predetermined it's just a random event that happens in the code is really cool right yeah um, that's sick. So yeah just another good next-gen representation. Yeah. And what better way to do it than, like I said, with uh, Italian cars. Right. Um, we talked about release date for that is expected 2023. And according to Jeff Keighley and his sources, uh, it should be out by the end, before the end of June this year. So that means everything, uh, you know, spoiler for the rest of the games we're going to talk about everything that was talked about today will be out uh before the first before the end of the first half of the year um next up is hi-fi rush curious to hear what you have to say about this my first thought was not for me like i would say within the first couple of minutes just kind of looks jrpg-esque not for me uh, and then I kept watching it. I'm like, well, this is kind of like almost like Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I kind of realized that it was Tango Gameworks, which is the people who did uh, The Evil Within. I was like, okay, that's a an interesting pivot for them mm-hmm. to go from such a dark game to this. That kind of excites me. And then, you know, they kind of described how it was. And this is like my, I think my favorite new genre description is rhythm action game. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, okay, so it's it's taking some inspiration from Metal Hellsinger, which just cool concept. Haven't played it, but cool concept. And uh, just the way they described it, like you kind of you can play the game asynchronously from the music that's happening in the background, but you get like higher scores from making your movement match to the song. Right. And that's just so interesting. It's so creative. Right. Yeah. We we get a game where you play as a cat and now we get a game where if you do actions to the beat of the music it makes you like superhuman right like you're right. you're that much more powerful and stuff like that uh, it's it's awesome yeah um they started showing it right as soon as they started showing it i was like yes please i loved that they called attention to the fact that like previously they do like scary and like dark and like creepy games and now they're doing this which is so vibrant and colorful and i, I think aesthetically it looks so good it's like it you know, it, it reminded me of like cyberpunk edge runners and like uh it's like that cell shaded yeah, yes, yeah. Um I thought it was great. I you know the music aspect is so cool. Uh didn't love the black keys, but that's all right. Um <laughs> I I thought uh and I haven't really looked enough because it's only been two hours since the direct ended. Um First off, the one thing I did see because they made the announcement that spoiler, just just jumping to the end, this game is out today. Uh, yeah. You can, uh, I, I actually don't know if it's out yet. They said that it was going to be releasing later today. So oh, as see. of listening to this, though, it should be out and you should be able to play it. And so I was like on that tweet and um, kind of looking around to see what other people were saying. And I, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, like it looked good until I saw that it was a rhythm game. and that like then i just stopped paying attention and that means like if, if you got turned off by the fact that it's a rhythm game but you thought the game looked good that means you you really didn't stick around to like hear them out and like you know give them the time to to tell you about their game because they have a tool that helps players like notice the beat like so the cat itself that is your like buddy is like constantly showing you the beat but then they like also have like that that other um feature that like makes it even more obvious for you at that that will like show up at the bottom of the screen that is like a a, a setting that you can like turn on. Um so to me that screams that like even people who like have trouble keeping a beat, right? Like, you know, uh should have an easier time. It's that much more accessible. The other great thing is that like it doesn't matter. You don't have to play it to the beat. Like you can right. just button mash and like play the game however you really want. Um but I thought that was like such a cool like because I, uh, you know, it being a rhythm game could be a barrier for some people. But like they're literally saying like, hey, but we're we are trying to make sure there's, a, you know, a, a, a way to like ease that burden, um, which I thought was so neat. And then they shadow dropped it and, and said that yeah, it's going to be out today. Hadn't heard anything about this game, hadn't seen anything about this game. And it's now out. Yeah, that, that blows my mind. And I think this might be the first time, because I would consider this, I mean, like, it's a Bethesda game. And I would say it's the first time that I, I, a relatively major game has been, like, shadow dropped without being leaked. Mm -hmm. Significantly, I'm sure. 
you could go search on the internet for today and find it. But I didn't know about it, and I certainly didn't know it was coming out today. Yeah. Um. So I think that's I think that's significant. Um. It is. I'm looking at the Game Pass app right now, and for console, uh, and cloud, maybe. But it looks like it's available. Sec. Um. It says coming 126 2023. Um. Maybe they're just rolling it out by by area, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like it's out. And uh, I, I think I kind of had the inverse experience where people said that once they heard it was a rhythm game, they kind of gave up on it. I, I gave up on it uh, too quickly than I should have admittedly. And uh-huh. then they said it was a rhythm game. I was like, that's pretty dope. Now I'll probably play it. Well, I love that it's out already so that next week you'll have had time to hopefully put a little time into it and, and report back so. on it. Um, that's sick. The other thing I was going to say real quick is that I felt like the dialogue, because this is like the thing that people love to like gripe about. I felt like the dialogue was like super on par with like these clips that people are like sending around of like Forspoken or like they sent around of Saints Row, where it's like kind of like eye rolly. Uh, if, if you're, I guess that, you know, intense into how a dialogue is. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious if people are going to like jump at this one or not, because I, I don't know. It just felt like dorky and like very much so like I'm in a world by myself and it would be fucking awkward if this game had no dialogue. So I say things to myself that most people maybe wouldn't, but they also aren't in this situation anyway. Uh, that's just me getting on my soapbox. I will say that yeah, to jump on Forspoken on on the on the bandwagon there, uh, I do think the game looks a little lackluster from what I've been seeing, like visually. And I'm like, why is this seem like why did it like why were the specs? I think you I think you said something like that about it. You were like, oh, I did. You were like, I need to. I forget what you said. Whatever you, you need, said. sixteen gigs of RAM and a forty eighty. Yeah, that's for, the minimum spec for PC. For for it and and visually you can go see videos like it doesn't look like it should need that but the the dialogue gripe I I just can't get on board with yeah I I the dialogue is and I don't want to sound too much like an Xbox for that game but I have said from day one that that game looks like dog shit <laughs> you have and I still. I still stand by that. I can't believe this game is getting published. I I know it's got a six out of ten uh, on Metacritic, I think, um, and I think that's being generous. I know a lot of people have said they've enjoyed the game if you can get past the dialogue and what it looks like, and that's great. I don't want people to not enjoy this game, but for fuck's sake, please don't pay seventy dollars for it because. <laughs> It it just it just it just seems like it's dog shit, and it seems like it's Sony pumping out a game. And honestly, I think Square Enix is gonna suffer because they're the ones actually building it, and I feel like they're trying to build the Sony spec. But anyway, that's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, the dialogue is not what I care about in that game, and I I, I seldom care about that in video games. Yeah, just like the gameplay and the visuals and stuff yeah yeah it's it's awful 
it is so bad. And the fact that it's like the fact that the majority of people don't have a gaming PC that can handle it mm-hmm. just kind of goes to show that Sony's running running the show and saying you need to build this for PS5. Right. Well, that was that was just that was the one thing I noticed about since, like I said, everybody loves to get on the dialogue. I, you know, instantly I forget. I don't even remember what the line was, but I was just like. There's no way people are going to go in on this as hard as they have some of these other games more recently. And it's worth noting that like. Saints Row had just immediate like negative attention. And Forspoken had like this immediate negative attention, and then that that admittedly really bad, like thirty second trailer that they created uh, was put out, and then people just like jumped on it even more. And it's just like ugh, whatever. Anyway, I I don't understand the dialogue, and I didn't see this, um, but I'm not negating the fact that the conversation is being had. Like, what do you expect of the dialogue of this game? Like it's a, it's it's a cartoon. It's basically a comic. Like, oh no, I, I again, I don't understand what anybody expects of any game's dialogue. If it's a if the protagonist is literally in a world by themselves, like what, like mm. how do you expect the dialogue to be carried out? They're gonna talk to themselves, and they're probably gonna say weird shit. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like they're gonna talk about something that happened and. In our everyday lives, if we walk downstairs, we're not going to say, "Man, these stairs," and like, <laughs> and like, call attention to it. But like, in a video you game, do that? sometimes you have to do that. I mean, I'm not saying never, but like, Christ. Anyway, I was going to say every time I go upstairs, just... <laughs> right? But going down, do you call attention to it? Only when I eat it, <laughs> which is often. <laughs> More so. Actually, no, sorry. I trip more going upstairs than I do going downstairs. So anyway. No, I guess yeah. not going downstairs. <laughs> All right. Back to the developer direct. The next developer game direct. that was talked about was an update that is coming out for the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm glad you remembered that because I didn't take any notes for that because I don't care. Cool. And I said uh, the only thing I had to say for it was that I think it's great that they are they're still working hard on this game and like they called to attention that uh this update is going to have um a new like playable class and it's only their third like added class since launch which is crazy um but it's i think it's sick that it feels like every time i go into like the playstation store it's like you know a little like blurb that's like coming soon and it's like an update uh i think the last one was morrowind but Jess can correct me on that. And the other thing I said was, I bet Jess is excited. So that comes out June 20th. But um, I think for both you and I, it's a, a game that we both kind of were like, all right, kind of get a little more work done or something while I wait for the last thing, which was Redfall. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been excited for this game. It's a little bit outside of my breadth of of games that i play um but it's one that i kind of want to adventure into um and i think today kind of solidified that one it looks really good Mm -hmm. um 
it looks really fluid and you know the map looks looks really good and generally when you know a company says this is the biggest map we've ever made i'm like fuck me i don't <laughs> want to spend my whole life playing this game um but this map like genuinely made sense in my mind it seems like something that's not going to overwhelm me um and the one thing that they they showed in this gameplay trailer that really kind of solidified how excited I am for this game is the different ways you can play it. Yeah. Um, specifically, they showed that you can like stealth your way through it. And that's exactly what I want. I don't need another like go kill everything in the world kind of game. I want like a strategy stealth kind of game. And it seems like this might be it. Mm hmm. Definitely, yeah. I think the vi I think visually it looks really good. I love the visuals for it. Uh, gameplay looks and like seems like it feels really smooth, and I think the gameplay overall looks fun. It reminds me like, uh, like Far Cry, honestly, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and like the story beats as well, where it's kind of like there's regions. I mean, plenty of other games do this. I'm simply picking Far Cry because like. I love the Far Cry series and like it's the best example I could think of in the moment, but it's like you have to like uh, free the different regions of Redfall and stuff like that. And so like, you know, there's going to be like a boss of that region or whatever. And like, uh, you know, there's something to be said about how Ubisoft just like carbon copies uh, like layouts and stuff like that. But like it is a pretty darn good system that's satisfying, at least for someone like me, the way you can like kind of just like go up and down the map side to side and like clean it and clear it out that is just satisfying that's that's exactly how this one feels um but again like the visuals and like the overall gameplay seems really fun um and i said this seems like a uh as soon as i get a series s um this is the this should be the first game that we play together because this feels like a, a mike and spencer game um from like how the gameplay is. I think it would be a ton of fun, especially because you're saying like you want to be all stealthy and there's nothing better for me than when you're trying to stealth and I accidentally alert someone and have to explain why I alerted someone. It's the <laughs> best. I love it and I, I really can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely one of those games. Um. That depending on how you want to play the game, you can. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it feels a, like a good. It feels like a good version of Rainbow Six Quarantine or whatever it ended up being called. Yeah, I I I love that. Like the the characters have like different um like abilities tied to them. Like I think that's neat. Um, so you can really try and like figure out like what the the strengths and best like way to go about it is. Um. But yeah, I love that there seems to be a lot of like, you can have a lot of influence over how like it goes. And I think that's sick. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, that, oh, sorry, that comes out May 2nd. Uh, overall, yeah. I thought this was, I thought this was good. Um, I, I loved the updates and like, um, you know, I think three of them are games that I, I i look forward to at least trying uh honestly four i i look forward to trying minecraft legends i have elder scrolls online i just 
wasn't able to get into it and now it just feels like too much at this point but mm-hmm. i mean i thought it was a good uh a good direct I, I i loved how they showcased everything and it really felt like everything got its like fair share of the time um nothing really overshadowed anything else in my opinion which was nice um sometimes when it comes to like these like big events and like games being shown off you're you're really just waiting for the end to finally see when god of war is going to come out or uh you know if it's xbox you know everybody just wants to to see and hear about starfield so i love that they didn't like put it in this and they're and as it should they're just going to give it its own little like showcase um but yeah I, i thought it was really well done so so tip of the cap to xbox for this Yeah, I mean, I thought the format was great. Um, A lot of people online were hyping this up to be like the 2023 roadmap. And I think Jeff Keighley said that Microsoft uh, is anticipated to put like more stuff out there during, forget the event, one of the ones in LA. Probably their their, their, like big summer showcase, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yearly showcase in LA. Um so that's exciting. I think we got enough to get us through to there. Uh, if you're an Xbox fan. So uh we'll see what they what they come out with. I imagine probably more um Starfield. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm guessing but again, the rumor was that they were going to do uh, its own event. So I'm guessing that would be before um, that summer showcase. But yeah. Were they going to do something this like within the next week for Starfield? I can't remember. Just... I, I, I can't remember if they if they said that or if it was just a simple like at some point, you know? Gotcha. OK, me neither. But it came out at the same time that they were talking about this being a thing. And so maybe that's why we're thinking it's like sooner rather than later, but yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, the, the podcast Twitter does have, uh, a poll up. So, um, if you're listening to this as it comes out, I think the poll ends tomorrow. So day of the podcast coming out. Um, but definitely let us know your thoughts. Um, on on the direct if you enjoyed it uh you know if there's a particular game that you're really excited for um something that you're maybe more hopeful to hear about um or something that you're waiting to see more about um of these five but definitely let us know your thoughts and yeah so i think if you're still good we want to talk about um video game adjacent the last of us tv show yeah yeah let's give it a couple minutes all right so um real quick if you don't want to hear about the show i don't think we're gonna get too spoilery but you know just in case uh i'll I'll say a a quick goodbye to those of you who don't want to hear us talk about the last of us thank you so much for listening and let's talk about it all right so we are two episodes in now right and um I so far I'm like hell yes this is great I love it um some of the changes that they they have done I think are overall like 
fine and, and good for for the show. Like um, the big thing that I was kind of almost concerned about, and I'm interested like down the line, is the fact that there aren't spores in the show. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Th- there's uh, what do they call it? Um, like the networks. Yeah, and then like it's like the like tendrils that like come out of the mouth and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was interesting, especially because, like, the the gas masks like play into, like, that like how they have to live, right? And so like, right. Um. But I I said to Shelby when we were watching it, I was like, honestly, it kind of makes sense because the guy who's doing the show did Chernobyl, and he's probably done enough gas mask scenes for a lifetime. So, um, but I I think the show has been great. I thought the first episode was amazing. The scene, like at the beginning when Joel, Tommy, and uh, Sarah are driving in the truck, I had chills. That entire Mm -hmm. scene, I thought it was so well done because it was basically shot for shot from the game. Um, But again, they've done like some other like small changes. And it was kind of the thing that I talked about uh, the episode of the podcast before the first episode of the show, where I kind of said like, part of me is almost like curious that like the show could end up being better than the game because they'll be able to do different scenes or they'll be able to like focus on a character. And so I think um, this might've been the first episode, but when they're first showing um, Joel in like the, the, uh, the like zone um, in Boston and uh, you know, like he's working in like the city and stuff like that. Like it just had a different feel that I feel like, works better for a show than it would for a video game which is like totally fair um but i i'm loving it so far i'm i've talked now for for so long so i'm curious to hear your thoughts yeah no i i i've been loving it as well and here's kind of my viewpoint on it that is that if you love the last of us and you love the lore of it mm-hmm this has added so much more depth to that. It explains so much about what is going on that either the game doesn't, or like you have to really search around to find this level of detail in the game. Um, you know, for example, the, the first scene, uh, talking like it's, it's like a TV show from the seventies or eighties or something like that talking about cordyceps mm-hmm. and how it like couldn't exist in humans and the guy was like oh well if you know the kind of going back to what we talked about in the beginning of the episode if the temperature of the earth rises and you know the human body temperature average needs to lower to accommodate to that like it could exist in humans right like that that, that kind of like lore is so cool and it puts it into perspective in a way that, as far as I know, the game didn't. Um, so, like, for me, and it's it's so funny, like, the episodes come out on Sundays. At least the first two episodes, I haven't watched until the following Monday. I imagine that's going to be my regular schedule for this. Mm-hmm. And I'll like go on Twitter and I'll be like, oh shit, I shouldn't be on Twitter because yeah. I don't want a Last of Us spoiler. And I'm like, well, I've already played the game, I think twice now. I know what's going to happen. 
And yet, like, every episode I watch, it's, like, brand new to me. Yep. I know, right? It's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I think as a whole, I think what's so great about this series that that some people in the gaming world aren't considering, and I think we touched on this, is the fact that like this the the game series as a whole, I think, has sold thirty million across now four games, right? And like three of those are the last of us right and then the last of us part two um but like it's only sold across those four games 30 million um which in like the grand scheme of global population is such a drop in the bucket and now obviously like there's other ways to still be able to experience the game without buying it and playing it yourself so on and so forth but i think that's the great thing is that like this story can get to like so many more people now and it is really just such a like a phenomenal story. Um, and I think, uh, you know, people roll their eyes because The Last of Us gets like sometimes like too much attention, um, which I can understand. Like it does really get shoved down your throat. I love it. I, I do. It is like one of my favorite games. So like mm-hmm. I, I'm in agreement with the people who keep going on and on and on about just how amazing it is. But I think this could really help open the door for some other like great games with like amazing narratives to make the jump and like show that like yes, video games can be made into to to other media. Um, and I think shows are probably the best format for a video game, so that you don't uh, try to make a Assassin's Creed boiled down into a two and a half hour movie. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I you know it's it's great, and I have the same like the same like thing where it's like i i haven't watched it yet on a sunday night i i wanted to this past sunday but like we were doing other stuff and and didn't get back until late and i was just like that's fine we can wait till monday and i went on twitter and i was just like i don't want the episode spoiled for me because even like i i just don't want to know how like quickly they're moving through the story like i don't want to know uh what exactly is going to happen i want to be surprised by what's going to happen when it happens as they like go through the story and like not be ready for to just call attention to something that happens very early in the game and happens in the first episode of the show with uh sarah getting shot it's like i don't want like you know think of something else that happens in the game that's like on that level and it's just like I don't want to know that like, oh, this is the episode where like that's going to happen. I don't want to be ready for it until like I'm watching and I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming up and like then experience it. Uh, So it's very funny how like even though we know the story and it's following it pretty true, like. It's just so well done. That's just like, I don't want to know. I just want to I want to be able to experience it when it happens. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm like pretty far removed from the last time I played the game that while in general, I know what's going to happen. Like I, I couldn't necessarily predict in an episode what's going to happen. Right. Like in episode two, like the thing with, uh, I'll try to stay as least spoilery as I can, but like, um, one of the final scenes of that episode with Tess. Like, I kind yeah. of forgot about that. And while that scene is different in the show, what happened as to, like, what happened in the movie, or, sorry, in the game, mm-hmm. uh, it's still kind of cool. Right. 
like you get that premise but but yeah i mean it's it's amazing what like i would say this is i, I can say pretty confidently the best video game story that i've played right and now it's cool because like my brother Chris of One Us Plays, he's watching it and he loves the show. And now he's working his way through The Last of Us Part Two again. Because he's like, I forgot how much I love this story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, he, so he's back into playing Last of Us Part Two. And uh, I saw my parents this weekend and they were like, Oh, we're thinking about getting an HBO subscription. And I was like, Oh, why is that? And my dad was like, oh, there's this new there's this new show out. And that's all he said. I was like, is it The Last of Us? Yep. And he said, yeah. And uh, my parents are, my parents were really big into The Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, I the, the whole zombie thing has gotten old to me. I feel like it's the same story over and over and over again. And The Last of Us is basically like, honestly the most realistic storyline for like a zombie apocalypse right i say in air quotes happening in real life right uh and they were really excited about that so i think they're gonna watch it i actually just texted them to see if they did sounds like they watched the first episode so i'm excited to hear their reaction to it yeah it's so awesome i had the same thing where where somebody who who plays video games um but they have an xbox uh but they they are like Oh yeah, there's this new HBO show coming out. Uh and it's like zombies and stuff. And I was like, "Oh." And then they were like, "Yeah, it's uh called The Last of Us." I was like, I "Don't know why I didn't like register with me like what you were talking about, but it's just like that's li- I was like it's it's actually based off of a video game." It's just so funny right. that it's like even somebody who plays video games is is removed enough to not even know what this is. So like that's why I think it's so awesome that they're doing this. Um, and and they're doing it very well. The other thing I was gonna say is Bella Ramsey does Ellie so well, like it's uh-huh. it's so good. Like, but she's not hot. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but, I know. Reminder that Ellie in the the first Last of Us, especially, <laughs> is supposed to be fourteen. Like, so yeah, fourteen. <laughs> um, Chill, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be all right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, look forward to it every week now. Um, and I think it's safe to say that each week we'll probably do a little like slight, like recap or, or thoughts on like the, the latest episode, basically at the end of each, each episode of the podcast, just because it's for both of us, it's like our favorite, uh, narrative in any game. So it's hard not to just get like giddy about it. It's I'm I'm texting with my parents now. Uh and they said Um Love the way it started, can't wait to see where it goes. That was what my dad said. My mom said you know, she thought it was good. <laughs> Woman of few words. Um, <laughs> yes. Is good. <laughs> um but it's funny, like I was talking to them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was based off of, like, this game that I was playing in 2013. And at that point, I was living with them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you playing that. It's crazy. I, I tried to, we, 
we got my dad a PS3 and then subsequently a PS4, and I tried to get him to play it because I knew he would love the story. I don't mm-hmm. think he ever did. But again, it's like they get to get this story now, and it is the best video game story of all time. And I'm just so happy about that. that right. They get to experience that now. I'm about to go watch episode one and two again, just because. Dude, episode one was just so fucking good. Oh, my God. And and episode two was directed by Neil Druckmann, who was like the yeah. game director. So that was his like TV directorial debut and just incredible. I don't know if I said this earlier. I feel like I did because I was thinking about it. But like Neil Druckmann said that he's so glad that this got picked up because now his parents can experience his story. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. That's so awesome. Ugh. I love it. I love it. I could I could literally talk about it for for hours. Just these two oh, first two episodes. Um just all like the different shots and like story beats that they're doing and stuff. Oh mm-hmm. just everything has been so good. Oh, clickers were in the second episode. Um, so we got to see them like for the first time on the big screen. Oh God. Incredible. Um, well, I think we can wrap it up for now. We'll have, uh, I don't know how long the first season is going to be in terms of episodes, but we have plenty of weeks ahead of us to talk about it. I expected them to get further in the second episode, but I guess I'm glad they didn't. I mean, I'm trying to think the game story, like if you're playing it and like, you know, for the most part, taking your time and stuff like that, it's probably only 10 hours max, right? Something like that. I can't imagine it's much more than that. So like, it feels like for the most part, it would fit into that like relatively nicely in terms of hour long episodes, like 10 episodes could probably get it done. So we'll yeah. see. Um, But yeah. So we have plenty of weeks to to keep talking about it, and I I look forward to it. Uh, if you hung around to to hear about the Last of Us, you can also let us know what you think about the Last of Us so far, the the show or the game. Um, and yeah, uh, other than that, thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, as always, leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. Uh, just a reminder here at the end that we do have a YouTube channel now. So if you like the YouTube platform, think it's a great place to like throw comments and stuff. So feel free to to leave us your feedback there. Um, also, uh, after the episode's release, I I also go back and release like kind of like break the episode into you know the actual like news segments that we we cover and and release those separately so they're a little more digestible. Uh, if if you choose to experience it that way. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And as always, be sure to share and uh, be sure to share with a mom. And we'll talk to you next week.